Friends beyond binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcaster. If you're new to the show, I'm here to take your mind off of stuff, put you to sleep, and give you some distraction and friendship in the deep, dark night, or comfort, I don't know, friendship might be too strong a word, this early. And what we're going to do, this is the beginning of the show, the greeting, so you feel, you say, hey, maybe I'll check this podcast out. If you do, thanks. Then we'll do some support for the show. Then we'll have an intro where I'll over-explain what the podcast is, give you some meanders, maybe even fall asleep during the intro, but it'll help you wind down. Uh, then we'll talk about an episode of Ted Lasso. It'll be lulling. Maybe we'll learn something from Lasso, but I could tell you it'll take your mind off. So you don't even need to listen to it. You could listen to the show's background noise. You could lower me to a mumble. If you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep, whether you're listening or not. I'm here for you. So give it a shot. See how it goes. Welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And thanks for making all this possible, my patron peeps. Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm here to attempt to do, what I'm going to attempt to do, is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts, you know, you're thinking about on your mind. Things you're thinking, you know, from the past, the present, the future, spreadsheet, no spreadsheets in bed. I don't know why, well, I guess I do know why they came up with spreadsheets and, and then bed sheets. Have some bed sheets, but please no spreadsheets. Uh, sleep with me podcast. And some people, believe it or not, they sleep, Do you know, it's fine. If you duvet only or if you use a top sheet, you're welcome here. Even if you do have spreadsheets in bed with you. I guess technically you may, I mean, not, not you may, like you can do whatever you want, but like I, I was thinking they're ledgers if they're actually paper, right? Or maybe you got an app. Here's the thing. and Here's an invention, free invention to put out there. Probably would be open source anyway. How about something that you can massage your back and your feet with that's also an abacus? Because massagers, like a wooden massager, you know what I'm saying? This makes sense. Then you could do some calculations if you needed to, but you could also give yourself a little back massage or foot massage. Today, all in one, abacus and massager, uh, perfect for for, uh, uh, like a mother figure, a father figure day, Uh, not what seems like a thoughtless gift. Uh, Bring an abacus. Is it an abacus? It's not an abacus. and don't forget to give your shoulders a kiss. Oh, so whatever's keeping you awake, it could be thoughts. You, I mean, what if you're, look, here's the thing about abacuses. Or is two abacuses an abacai? That's another question. Is it, if you, if an abacus goes sentient and starts doing stuff collectively as a group, would it be an abacorum? East orum east. No, that'd be you. If you're an abacus and you're listening, would you be an abacorum? I have no idea because, uh, like, uh, I don't even know, like, uh, conju- you know, I, I, subjective. I don't even know what conjunctive is. 
Where was I, though? Oh, uh, whatever's keeping you awake, uh, thoughts, feelings. It could be emotions coming up uh, tied to those thoughts or emotions that are just there. It could be physical sensations. It could be a change to your routine, time, temperature, guess. You could be traveling. You could have something going on. Whatever it is, I'm here to take your mind off of that and keep you company, along with all the other people that are listening. Uh, we're all here together in the deep, dark night. In some virtual sense, yes, I'll point that out to my my internal critic, maybe yours. And that's okay, because this podcast is really just here to keep you company. But uh, the reason it's here to keep you company is because you deserve a good night's sleep. You're important. And your sleep's important. And that is true. You deserve a safe place where you could get some rest. Hopefully this show can provide it. It does not work for everybody. It, it For most people it does work for. It takes two or three tries to get used to because it's so different. And I'll explain all that coming up. But I just want to point out the fact the reason I make the show is because you deserve it. You deserve something nice that's going to keep you company so that you can fall asleep. And so that tomorrow your life is more manageable. And then as you get more and more consistent rest, you can be out there flourishing. That means our world's a better place to be in. And the other side of that is I know what it feels like in the deep, dark night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep, waking up really tired. That was today. Where I was like, I thought I got enough sleep, but I like I can't go back to sleep. I got to get up, but I want to go back to sleep. And not only can I, do, do I know how it feels emotionally and um, th- thoughts and feelings in the deep, dark night, there's tons of other people listening that know how it feels. And while we might not know exactly what you're going through, there's probably one or two other people that have been there. And a lot of us can identify with those feelings. So we do kind of care about each other in the deep, dark night. I mean, this is a different way because I'm sending this out, but... Uh, there is something that connects us uh, all to the show. And it's important because you're important. That's in the end of the, that's what connects it. You deserve a good night's sleep. Everybody does, starting with you. So that's why I make the show. So the way it works is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, all to uh, take your mind off of stuff and keep you company so that you could fall asleep. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, um, oh, point, what are those? Oh, so pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. I think I kind of gave you a couple of those already. It's where I go off topic, and then I forget what I was talking about, then I double back. Then I, I don't really retract my thoughts, but, uh, you know, maybe I'll break down some like uh, Latin words incorrectly. I don't even know what that, that's called. Uh, like con- I don't know if that's congregation. Uh, something, something congregation. There used to be conjunction, junction, what's your function? And it, but it was a train. It was saying, oh, well, I link words or something. I don't know, but I don't know. Uh, Congregation, congregation. Uh, I don't like, uh, I'm trying to think of words that rhyme that have something to do with it. Uh, uh, but I need a word based vacation. When I think of uh, con- congregation, I want to take a word vacation. 
but I would probably need it if I traveled to some other country, con- congregation, congregation. Uh, you'll probably need it when you're on that vacation. Pro- like, pro- maybe not. You see, no, we just need the basic words. Uh, oh, boy. I thought this was a sleep podcast. Oh, yeah, so that's a, those are superfluous tangents. Creaky dulcet tones is just my voice. It's not traditionally soothing. It's more barely listenable. It's distracting and somewhat comforting so that you can just kind of barely listen to the show. That's the first thing to know is this is a podcast you don't really listen to. You just kind of barely listen. It's here to just keep you company in the deep, dark night. Some people listen to me at a mumble. Some people actually listen to me because this is a podcast that doesn't really put you to sleep. It takes your mind off of stuff and keeps you company while you fall asleep. It gives you something to listen to where you're not involved, right? And uh, that you don't have any stakes in takes your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. You could listen to me, bar- you know, barely get through the, you know, say, <laughs> barely get through the English language. That's what I was going to say. And then I even stumbled on that. Naturally, this is just who I am. So it's a podcast you don't really listen to. It doesn't really put you to sleep. It's here to keep you company. I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar bestie, your boar friend, your boar burr, your neighbor. Barbara, your friend in the deep, dark night. And if you can't sleep, I'll be here to the very end. That's the thing. There's a percentage of listeners who can't sleep. I'm here for you. Or if you need a break during the day, I'm here for you. Or if you wake up in the middle of the night, the show and I are here for you, along with all the other listeners. At least, you know, if you put your hand on your heart or you kiss your shoulder, we're here for you in that way, right? Uh, Saying, hey, it's tough in there. It's tough out there. So. Uh, whether you're awake or asleep, I'm here to for for you to barely listen to me and not really to fall asleep, but 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 to suddenly find yourself asleep. Now, the other things that can throw people off, other than not this is a podcast you don't really listen to and uh, that it doesn't put you to sleep, is that the show is structured in a very specific way, and I'll tell you about that too. Uh, so that, uh, you say, okay. So the show starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary. So that you feel seen and welcomed in. Uh, then we have uh, support for the show. So it can come out for free twice a week, over 500 episodes to check out for free. So paying for it is actually optional. Even if the show puts you to sleep, even if you listen to eight episodes a night, uh, 30 days a a month, uh, it's optional to pay for it. uh, So you don't need to. So so that's cool. And the sponsors enable us to do that and the people that support the show. Then there's support for listeners. So if you're having a tough time right now, use those resources. They're right in our show notes, including international resources you can connect with right now. Uh, Then there's support for the communities around the show, including learning more and taking action or joining us as a community and taking action. And that's important. And believe it or not, these are all things that will help you fall asleep, uh, like uh, as you get out there and flourish. uh, But they're all optional, too. Then there's the intro, which some people lump in with all this different support stuff. But the intro is actually a show within a show. Where I think I try to unsuccessfully describe the podcast in a concise way, but by doing that, I kind of demonstrate how the podcast works. So it's kind of like, uh, I, like I say, I show how I meander by by meandering. I mean, I am therefore I meander. I mean, that's what I would say. 
but I wouldn't say it that, you know, if I could say it concisely, I'd say I am, therefore, I meander, therefore I am. You say, did you say something about yams? Because I don't like yams. No offense. But uh, how come Popeye didn't eat yams? Then Popeye could say, I yam what I yam. Or if there was that what is it, who Popeye said? This, I mean, not to point out something incredibly obvious. Here's, is there a, a yam consortium? I mean, because there is for a lot of other different stuff, right? Free idea. I don't know who owns Popeye at this moment, or the rights to Popeye to use them in a commercial, but maybe think about it and say, I yam what I yam. Or, you know, there's a great chain here uh, in uh, places, certain parts of uh, the United States called Popeyes, not related to the Popeye character. Maybe have uh, some yams, uh, maybe add yams to the menu. I mean, I wouldn't order them. Though sometimes if sweet potato fries it is, uh, it can be decent. I'll be, I'll be honest, I'll admit that. Uh, you know, when I've, uh, and it's just me. I don't know. My I like my tubers savory, or you know, barely taste. You know, I don't like sweet based. I don't like my tubers sweet. So I don't know. Uh, how did I get here? I have no idea. Oh, saying oh, the intro of the show just goes on and on and on because stuff like this comes up. So for a new listener, it could be frustrating because you say, "When does the sleepy stuff start?" And I say, "Well, we kind of ease our way into it to get some distance from the day." We ease our way into bedtime. For some listeners, they're doing some or other activity to wind down while they're listening. They may be getting ready for bed. There's about 2% of people that skip the intro. Probably about the same amount of people are already asleep. That's great for both of those groups. There are people that pay just to listen to intros and people that pay just to listen to the story stuff. So those are other options. But... um for most people, they use the intro to ease into bedtime. They could be in bed getting comfortable, petting their pets, drawing, foam rolling, just laying on the floor. Oh, boy, is it, if you haven't laid on the floor in a while, voluntarily, you know, like as part of a wind-down process, I, I'm not kidding. I highly suggest it. So check that out. Um, so that's what the intro does. It eases you into bedtime, introduces the show ineffectively, yes. And it's different every time. You know, I could use the same intro or do some sort of concise intro, but I, my belief is whatever's keeping you awake wouldn't be distracted by that. It would say, by the way, uh, it's that's, you know, don't you have an abacus? Weren't you supposed to repair an abacus for somebody? You know, that's a metaphor. That's figurative. Uh, here, what, uh, here's another, this is another idea coming out of my brain right now, live. Uh, kiss an abacus day. If anybody, if you run a state or even a county, and uh, how about National Kiss and Abacus Day? Uh, and, I mean, it could be National I Yam What I Am Day. The Yam Coalition would love that. And the Abacus Coalition, bring abacuses back. I don't even know. Probably is comforting just moving those things uh and then, yeah, giving yourself, and they say, the new abacus movement. It's a massager. It's an abacus. It's a way of winding down. Also, we kiss, you know, you know, we keep our abacus clean, but we kiss it every night. Or for those people that don't, they just kiss it on National Kiss and Abacus Day. 
Kiss and Abacus. It sounds great. It's not, it does really sound like that's when I love when this kind of stuff comes up because it wouldn't have come up if I didn't go off off on a tangent four or five or six times. But, uh, I mean, go ahead and say it with me. Kiss and Abacus. It just it feels good in the mouth. Uh, don't put, by the way, no putting the abacus in your mouth. It's just a kiss. It's not pretend, you know, abacuses, they definitely don't belong in your mouth. Uh, leave them assembled. No abacus parts in your mouth. We're just kissing abacuses on kiss, kiss and abacus day. Uh, because a kiss, your kiss is on, an abacus's kiss is on my lips. Uh, is that an abacus on your lips? It is. I kiss an abacus. It's a kiss. Uh, anyway, so... That's the intro. Then there's more sponsor support and listener support between the intro and the story. So the show can be free, like I said, optional. So you can check it out, see how it goes, and, and go from there. Or always listen for free. And that, so there's support there. Then there's our story. Tonight it'll be looking at another episode of uh, Ted Lasso. Very lulling. We'll, maybe we'll learn something. We'll definitely learn how to... um. Uh, be kind and uh, pot. Well, I don't, I don't know. We'll see examples of that. I don't know if, how much uh, I'd like to learn more from Lasso. Uh, but so, um, yeah, and then we'll have some thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. You heard why I make the show. I'm really glad you're here. I really work hard on this podcast. I really yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And I'm really happy that, that, that we get to work with these partners who will enable us to come out for free twice a week. Thanks. All right, everybody. We're talking about episode six, Two Aces, which makes me want to, I'm surprised it didn't even come up. Two Princes, a uh, very popular podcast also in the 90s. Uh, was that like mid-90s? It was a hit uh, from a two-hit wonder, I think. Maybe a three-hit wonder. And uh, catchy song. Still, I say, oh, both those songs that were hits. Uh, one, two aces there before you. What are you going to do? Just go ahead, Ted. Uh, music, birds. We see a sad Ted. There's four shots of Ted from different directions, like uh, different zooms, uh, body parts, maybe even. He takes his ring off. Uh, so this important moment. Uh, and we see the locker room. Ted's late for work. He has zipper problems. A sweater. You try sweaters on backwards. Uh, we shall. Uh, sweater problems. Sweaty. Talks bath bombs. Creme brulee honey. Oh, you mean the pet name honey or the ingredient? Uh, ingredient. Uh, pet names. Arms cross. Thank you, sweetie. No. Press conference. Sarah. Trent. Krim. Safer. No. When you when you assume you make an arse uh, out of you and me. Uh, Jamie trot watches. That depends. Rebecca happy with Jamie's benching. Loans calling back. Uh, Ted says, my plan is for my plan to work. A plan, plan, plan. He starts to sound a lot like Scooter, like flan, plan, plan. Word, word becomes a sound. New kid, Danny Rojas. Jamie can't practice. He's hurts. 
uh, TED AI practice speech. Let's look a couple of these things up right now while we're running through here. Um, we'll start with uh, that way. We're learning from Lasso Live. Uh, okay, so here's the Alan Iverson. This is very famous, and I, I did say to myself, is this like a copy of that practice quote? Uh, and it's really a great time to talk about Alan Iverson uh, with the success of Steph Curry. It really makes me want to rewatch uh, some of the classic AI games uh, that Alan Iverson played. And by the way, way, way back uh, when I used to play uh, Dreamcast, uh, whatever, it was NBA, I don't know if it was NBA 2K or something, but AI was my favorite player. Uh, let's see, who did I have? I had Allen Iverson, was the only player I remember. Oh boy, could I could I hoop it up with Allen Iverson on the Dreamcast? I'm trying to think of some of the other players that I had on my team. Maybe Sabonis is my center? I don't know. Uh, I think one of the Fab Five, uh, maybe even two of the Fab Five, maybe were on that team. Trying to think who I would have had a power forward. I don't think Michael Finley was my shooting guard, but it could have been. But I don't know if they're the same generation. But here's a quote uh, from uh, uh, just a Google search. We're sitting in here, and I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Oh, yeah, it is. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not, not. Not the game that I go out there and live for and play every day like it's my last. Not the game, but we're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? And we're talking about practice. I know. So I wonder, I mean, I'm sure that people like uh, talked about this when that episode came out. Well, I guess I should finish. Uh, and we're talking about practice. And I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not shoving it aside, you know. Like it doesn't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. We're talking about practice, man. Let me just double check. Uh, oh, no, that's a different AI quote. Uh, let me just double check one more. We're sitting in here. and Yeah, so so I guess it was slightly quoted. I may have already looked that up, too. Oh, if you don't know who Allen Iverson is, Allen Iverson was an epic uh, Philadelphia 76 Sixers player. Oh, yeah, let's look at that. Let's do Allen Iverson on Wikipedia while we're here. Uh, Alan uh, Iverson. Oh, me and AI are the, um, uh, you know, we're same vintage. Uh, so AI played from 96 to 2001, went to Georgetown, uh, first overall pick in 1996. So I guess as a, so I guess I didn't realize I forgot that Alan Iverson went to Georgetown since I was a Syracuse fan. But 76ers, I got love for. Four-time scoring champion, uh, 98 to 99, 2000 to 2001, 2001 to 2002, and 2004 to 5. Prolific scorer, uh, regular scoring, 26.7, and playoff, 29.7. Second only to Jordan. 
Uh, he was MVP in 2000-2001. Led his team to the 2001 NBA Finals. Represented the U.S. in 2004. And, uh, yeah, so it's a little bit about Allen Iverson. Oh, there's also one of my favorite uh, new kid. This is one of my favorite uh, set of lyrics from an old 97 song, The New Kid. I like the uh, live and wired version, if you're going to stream it. Uh, The New Kid, he's got money, the money I deserve. He's got the goods, but he's no good for his word. I should be rolling in it. I've been working stiff. As for the justice, no one knows where it went. I'm going to toil away until my judgment day. I will be rewarded for the good things I've done. Believe me, every year, there is another one here. Don't you see I used to be the new kid? I'm sorry you'll, to say you'll get carried away. You will be replaced. You will be replaced. I'll tell you again, don't get too settled in. You will be replaced. You will be replaced. The new kid, he's got my girl, the girl I used to have. Uh, he's got the looks, you know, got them from his dad. Definitely my favorite verse, uh, I should be kissing that girl. We should be so in love. There is no justice. There's just dark, dark stars above. Uh, uh, and then everything repeats. Uh, so that's a new kid. Is there something else I wanted to look up while we were in there? Um, I think that's probably good for right now. I definitely didn't want to miss that. Uh, AI switch. So Jamie basically says, I'm not going to practice. And, and uh, Ted, he says, I'm hurt. And then Ted's the one that gets, does the practice speech. So it's also uh, flipping on its head. Uh, because, uh, but Jamie is the franchise player at the start of the episode. Really, Ted, it's just practice. Uh, the room gets quiet. Uh, it ain't all about that. All practice. Not. A game we're talking about practice. Here we are talking about practice, not a game. Beard smiles and watches. Ted's really mad. Uh, uh, out and pump oh, something off kilter shots. Oh, yeah, there's one shot that's off kilter. It shows how off kilter Ted is, I guess. So go set up the cones. Colin, go set up the cones for me. You set them up. You're the second team man. Roy says to Jamie, it's got a sting. Cheers. Nate loves it. A little too, oh, nine, nine schadenfreude zone. No, no schadenfreude zone. Then they set up this Danny Rojas. Is he any good? Uh, he's been hurt uh, since he got here. Hurt is son, son. Nate laughs. Oh, kind of like Jamie hurt it. Oh, if, if he's good, it would hurt Jamie's soul. Nate laughs at that. Danny Rojas, uh, and music, uh, he is music, uh, you say it, I do it, football is life, uh, goal, football is life, uh, Roy, again, see that, uh, he seems very good, cheers again, so Danny Rojas is such an interesting character to introduce, and, uh, while he's not so much, uh, like one of the lead players, which I'd say goes to Jamie Roy and um, Sam, he does get some action. And uh, I think it's just interesting kind of seeing the nuance they're able, and again, the difficulty of making the show. So you have Ted, 
who's, I mean, I would even say beard's a little crusty, right? But you have Ted, you have Higgins, you have Sam, and now you have Danny Rojas, all, and I would even say Keeley. So that's five different nuances of uh, heroic, uh, good-hearted characters. And, I mean, that's also to say that Beard, Roy, uh, Nate, well, people might not agree, Nate and Jamie, like, all have big hearts, too, and Rebecca. And I'm probably missing some people, but... uh, So, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. So, Danny Rojas is, like, this uh, pure energy and love of the game and of life uh, and joy and play. So, he's, like, this... uh, vision of positivity but in a very specific way where sam's a very positive person more i'd say a little more intellectual and maybe danny rojas is a little more physical emotional uh i don't know and then ted is uh more of just uh, an optimist like uh i'd say sam is slightly more intellectual than ted i'm not you know not on a value system just the way uh, sam processes things or more sam's intellect is grounded in the way the real world works. i don't know so football's life cheers again higgins gathers jokes i don't know what that is says gathers something oh gathers uh people looking for jobs Keely does has done deep dive on players. She's got a planner. They all laugh at Higgins. Uh, see if you are okay. Wanted to comfort you. Mad fit. Uh, oh, he, she's trying to comfort Rebecca because of the paper. Uh, something for Rebecca. New Rebecca. All Rebecca. Quiet. Old Rebecca. Quiet. What? Zoom. Oh, so Keely whispers it. Uh, uh, Nate, lip mouth more. I don't know what this out that says. Uh, Noid, lip mouth mo. Jamie picks up cones. Uh, it's crossbar on purpose. Uh, Danny does it too. So it's kind of like a goat type game or horse. I guess it's horse, right? Or elephant. You try to repeat a trick shot. Uh, so Danny does it. 1-1. One, one. Your turn, amigo. Jamie score, hits the crossbar again. Danny hits again. 2-2. Two, two. Si, senor. Left post, Jamie says. Uh, and Danny matches it. Then Jamie goes back to the crossbar, misses it. Uh, uh, Danny hits it. I got lucky. Again tomorrow, Jamie tarts. Then we have a shot of uh, Ted in the beard. The coaches are kicking it in the stands. Two aces. Uh, and then they have trouble with aces. And they say, would, would, uh, if we had two bases for kiss or drummers, it'd be two freely. But that's ace freely. Walking on treadmill shoes. Uh, uh, Roy's reading A Wrinkle in Time. Keeley's walking next to him, trying to connect with Roy. On and the word cure, or I think so, on the word cure, you can see she's smitten. And uh, then on show pony, uh, Roy kicks idea back, but you can see Roy is definitely smitten too. 
Then Danny goes down. Something tripped me. Everyone looks up. All my fault. Uh, gather up, folks. Reverse it. Uh, P. Pub stunned. Uh, whole Richland team. No G- June team in casual gear. Oh, no, Jamie. Teams in casual gear. They talk about the best a Scorsese movie. There's not agreement. There's agreement that Departed isn't the best movie. And uh, I would agree with that. I would also agree if you've seen Infernal Affairs, uh, like it's hard to watch The Departed uh, because uh, it's just, I mean, it's probably seen Infernal Affairs like so many times before The Departed was even made. So that was a movie it was based on. I highly recommend seeing it, uh, you know, watch it with uh, subtitles. I'll even rewatch it because, uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, where were we? So Ted thinks Color of Money is the best Scorsese movie. That's a good one. I do think it's a good one. Goodfellas, Age of Innocence, uh, Mean Streets, this poster. Fast, fit, fun, 1914, November 18th. And I said, is, I did it. I say, huh, is this true? No tryout. Ted, let's take a breath. Uh, we cannot, uh, yeah, this guy, Ricard, Richard, 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 I think. Uh, he says, we cannot fight them, can't change the past, uh, but we can choose to honor it. Ted says, uh, find something you value. We're all going to do it. Then the fans show up. Jamie checks, uh, in, uh, Jamie checks our in parking lot. Pavlovian wine, council estate, uh, is next uh, to uh, council estate in North Manchester to the Premier League. Uh, I'm a battler. Don't battle the people trying to help you. Rebecca, she gets invited by Sam, invites her. Rebecca Tablock, I don't know what that means. Not for romance, uh, dealing with my own curse. Uh, can't a, a team, can't do, 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 do it without the whole team. Oh, it's not an, it's not an optional. The whole team, it is your team. Uh, please, he says uh, to Rebecca, think about it. Rebecca's kind of stunned. So I love how Rebecca is able to, like, uh, how the conflict kind of plays out, but in a very, again, nuanced way. It's not like Rebecca's making these all-or-nothing choices. She is impacted by what Stan, Sam says, but as the episode plays out, you say, uh, yeah, she's navigating her own journey. And not just flip-flopping around. Uh, uh, Ted is a before Casper. Oh, believer in Caspers and other powers and stuff like that. Uh, this is the locker room meeting. Rebecca comes in. There's nothing timeless except for the wit and wisdom of Calvin and Hobbes. Roy, nine, when he was nine, he left London to Sunderland. They try to give him a hard time. He says, say something. This blanket, uh, his grandfather, remind, keep me warm and remind me of home. So blanky, 
blanket, I said. Uh, 1994 Nigerian World Cup team. Sam has a picture of that. Uh, I was going to keep this uh, until I made the team. San Richard, Richard, Richard has sand from a beach uh, where he kissed a supermodel. Uh, Nate has sunglasses. Someone said he looked like Clive Owen in. Rebecca has today's news. Star, haters, uh, Higgins, his cat's collar, Cindy Crawford, uh, Duck Pen, uh, Fuzzy Dice, Lambo Keys, Jamie. Mom gave me these boots uh, when I was a sexy little baby. Uh, be happy, good lad. My old man showed up so tough he couldn't call me soft. Uh, but I forgot about making her proud. Something. Ted outside building. Eagle has landed. Uh, Danny Rojas shows. Team United. Oh, it's Higgins' idea. Oh, really? Uh, putting the team first, Higgins. I suppose I am. Higgins, uh, oh, Ted says, we're going to join the team. Higgins, you coming? Off you go. So, again, we have the flip, uh, uh, the going, another layer of nuance from Rebecca. She glares, breathes uh, through nose, walks off, drops her coat. Uh, Richland Chant, uh, Neil Diamond? No. Richmond Chant uh, to Mescal Day? Morning Scooter? In halls, uh, oh, next day, ritual enchant to next day. They're drinking mezcal. Moving, oh, somebody was on a scooter in the halls. Ted liked that. Uh, wild locker room. Good morning, honey. Bunch, uh, beard, quiet. Ted to Rebecca's office, uh, mad. See red. But dang it, uh, I cracked the recipe. Office, quiet talk, uh, Danny, Torres, quiet, coach, football, coach, football, quietly says, coach, football is life. Jamie's journey, or Jamie's jersey, Ted takes it, and the episode comes to a close. Okay, so it's, uh, it's starting here, and, uh, let's see, playing. Uh, how to focus in, focus Ted sitting, thinking, then a close-up profile. Ted looks down at his ring, shot of his ring coming off, uh, him holding it, another wider shot of him setting it down, and he puts it in like a tin, closes it, and then when he goes to the locker room, he's rushing through, and uh, sorry I'm late. Uh, clear my head. He can't get his jacket off. Uh, he's got a red polo shirt on, an undershirt, and his sweater goes on. But he's pretty sweaty, too. But, yeah, he puts the sweater on backwards. Really good physical comedy. Because he's really trying to get dressed uh, and smooth things out. Uh, and I don't know how many he goes. I'm really burying myself in work here. Well, maybe that's not the right word, a negative connotation. Maybe I could bath myself, just like a normal bath. Uh, Nate doesn't bathe because he says he gets wrinkly. What's your favorite bath bomb? 
Hey, he doesn't enjoy it. Beard says whatever, honey lemon. I find bathrooms just to be a little too pricey. Uh, Coach, you got a favorite one? Creme brulee honey. Is that it? No, it's an ingredient. Uh, let's call each other by bad names. Uh, they just stare at him. Babe, sweetie. Nate, can you do me a favor? Can you help uh, with practice today? Thanks, sweetie. See you all in a bit. Nate and Beard share a look. Is he all right? No. Uh, episode opens. There's a press conference. You won your first match. Uh, how does that feel? Uh, well, you know, we, we won. That's fun. But uh, next question. Trent Krim, independent. Trent Krim, independent. Uh, is Jamie Tart going to be on the pitch? Uh, don't assume. Oh, that's don't make an arse out of you and me. No one understands. Yeah, I guess our things don't necessarily line up. You're going to bench your best player. No, that depends on Jamie. He knows what we need. He calls on Kip, then Rebecca and Ted meet up. Uh, masterstroke benching Jamie. Manchester City does want him back if he's not going to play. They're going to end his loan, uh, which Ted doesn't understand what a loan is. Uh, I don't totally understand it either as far as the money goes. Best laid plans. Uh, I said plan too many times. Plan, plan, plan. Lost its meeting. Uh, this man has a plan. Plan, 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 plan. No, plan, plan, plan. Like flan. Flan, flan. Plan, 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 plan. Word become a sound, semantic satiation or something. It's Jamie here, Danny Rojas, uh, great name. How's Jamie doing? He's not going to practice. He's hurt. Uh, uh, let's see this whole speech here. Oh, boy. Hey, Jamie, uh, you going to practice? Is that true? Yeah, no. Why is that? Uh, I'm hurt. Uh, oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, Relax, Ted. It's just practice. That's when Ted turns around and everybody's like, oh, boy. Ted shakes his head. Hey, uh, if you can't practice, can't practice. If you're hurt, you're hurt. It's as simple as that. Uh, but it's not about that at all. You're sitting in here, franchise player, and here we are talking about you missing practice. Oh, so they totally flip it. We're talking about practice. Understand me, practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not the game you go out there for, right? Play every weekend. We're talking about practice. Uh, practice you're supposed to be out there you're supposed to lead by example you're shoving all that aside but here we are jamie talking about practice not a game not the game talking about practice uh, i'm talking about practice which you can't do because you're hurt uh, right now jamie's stone-faced uh, fine by me but uh, go out there and put the cones out you want me to set up the cones yep appreciate it colin set up the cones uh isaac says no uh Yes, you. And then Colin says, no, you're second team now. Then Roy says, uh, that's got to sting. Cheers. Nate's watching. That's when they say no schadenfreude with Jamie's feelings. Nine schadenfreude. New kid, Danny Ross. Any good? Yeah. Uh, no, he's been injured, so no one's seen him play. Uh, Ted says, well, maybe it'll hurt his soul. Uh, and then that's when Nate laughs. Uh, Okay, let's help Danny. First time in the league. Uh, it can be overwhelming. Danny runs out. Uh, he's uh, cheering. <laughs> he runs in circles. Uh, hello, coaches. Uh, 
shakes their hands. Uh, uh, you do it. You say it. I do it, Coach. Football's life. Uh, he starts giving high fives to everybody. I like him. Jamie doesn't like the high fives. Uh, and there's music playing. Danny schools a couple people. Passes it to Sam. Sam passes it back, and he scores. On a half volley or full volley, I'm not even sure. Beautiful cross, Sam. Football's life. Uh, oh, boy. And then Roy says, huh, uh, he seems like he's very good. Uh, cheers again. Then Higgins and Rebecca Gaffers are calling for jobs. Keeley shows up, uh, deep dives on players. Richard's from a go farm. Isaac's mom has two left hands. Uh, Adventures of a Unicorn is her work planner. It's adorable. Uh, Higgins says, what if I told you I was, you know, talked back? And they all laugh at that. That'll be all Higgins. Keely's like, I'm glad you're laughing because, you know, with the news. Uh, and she says, what news? Oh, um, that Beck's the one from the gala. Oh, come on. She's mad fit. Uh, let's not pretend. Uh. Well, that's short for Rebecca, and uh, which is also your name. So the press is calling her new Rebecca. No, they're calling her Rebecca, and you're uh, old Rebecca. What old Rebecca? Old Rebecca Zoom. Don't worry, you got this. Uh, so Rebe- Rebecca really has a full, like, really well developed, uh, like, B or C arc in this whole episode. Jamie's finishing picking up the cones. This is when he starts doing the crosses. Wow, that was on purpose. Uh, and he says, there's a difference between good and great. Danny's just there to play the game, though. One, one, your turn, amigo. Uh, Jamie goes again. He hits the crossbar. Danny hits the crossbar. All right, left post. That was good, man. I know. Danny hits the left post, yeah. And Jamie misses the post. He goes in the goal. Danny hits it. Uh, I got lucky. I got lucky again tomorrow. Jamie Chart, football's life. Uh, he says his name, Danny Rojas, Rojas, Danny Rojas. And the coach says, I feel like we fell out of a lucky tree into a pool full of cash and Sour Patch gets Jamie's an ice. Now he's a seven of clubs with his attitude. Now we have this person who's an ace. Uh, now we got two aces, 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 uh, aces, uh, aces, uh, cloned the guitarist from Kiss. We'd have two freelies, uh, and we see sneakers and shoes on treadmill, wrinkle in time in hand. I'm going to read wrinkle in time as my next book, if I can get it. Keely says, I'm just pretending we're on a walk. Roy's like, I'm reading, actually. Uh, Keely says, I've been reading this story about a kid from uh, South London sent to Sunderland to play as a child. Uh, and uh, she, she goes, oh, I've just been reading everybody's bios. Uh, Rebecca's got me helping with PR. Leave me out of it. I'm not a show pony. Well, you are because you wear a number and people clap for you. So later, Roy. And we have Danny playing, doing a drill. He goes down. Uh, seems like he's in some pain. Uh, 
Did you trip over something? No, something tripped me. Something that's not there. Everybody knows something except for Beard and uh, Ted. Nate says, I saw I shouldn't have let him go into the training room. It was a mistake. How could you not say anything? Uh, uh, don't make me have a classic temper tantrum. Uh, poo-poo dummy or whatever I say. Pee-pee fingers. Uh, okay, spill it. Treatment room's unlucky. What do you mean? Yeah. How come it's the first time I'm hearing about it? Well, Sam says we're embarrassed to admit we believe in unlucky stuff. Uh, Roy says, I don't believe in it. And they said, go in there. He goes, no. He goes, uh, Danny was out there like a joy. Like there's a couple extra jokes. I don't know if, uh, the, yeah. Singer-songwriters, uh, Danny Rojas, uh, gather up the rest of the team. We got a curse to reverse. They're at the pub. The fans are staring. The whole Richmond team's in back. Uh, holy cow. Having a meeting. And uh, Jamie's not here. Oh, well. Everybody's in different casual, you know, post-game or whatever, regular clothes. I don't know. I don't know about curses, but I know they last, you know, they don't last forever. Cubs, uh, Red Sox, Martin Scorsese. Parted, color money, good fellows, age of innocence, Isaac says. Uh, oh, Cape uh, De Niro, Beard says. Then uh, Main Streets. Uh, and they say this poster, we need you. Fast, fit, football, solid alliteration. Those posters went up 18th of November 1914. Tryouts for Richmond, but it wasn't. It was a recruiting. And it wasn't true. No tryouts. Everybody's thoughtful and quiet now. And uh, enlisted 400 lads. Uh, and the physical was in the treat- treatment room. Ted says, no, it wasn't. He goes, yeah, it was. I was just lying. Uh, everybody gets even more. Uh, there are 400. That's too many, Ricard. We can't go against them all. How are we going to fix this? We can't change the past, no, Sam, but we can honor it. We can honor them by sacrificing something that's important to us, an item, something personal you truly value. Bring it tonight to the clubhouse at midnight. Some people say, no way, and Roy says, we're all going to do it. Uh, that's your captain. Then the fans show up chanting. Then Jamie's at a parking lot. He meets up with Keeley. She won't meet him inside because of Pavlovian response to Jamie's good looks. Uh, and uh, he doesn't know what Pavlovian is. What about your car? Also Pavlovian. Uh, I think I'm getting it now. So he goes, I'm sick of Ted Lasso. He's not even a real coach uh, doing some show and tell thing tonight. Uh, you going to go? No. Everyone else doing it? Yeah, but not me. I'm not like everyone else. Uh, I got from a council state to the Premier League. Uh, no one else did that, right? You're a battler. It's hot, Jamie. But uh, you got to battle, battle, stop battling people who are trying to help. Uh, and she walks off with that. Uh, have a good night. Then uh, we see Rebecca looking at the newspaper online. That's when Sam comes in. 
He goes, do you know? Oh, I know who you are, Sam. What can I help you with? Uh, this is awkward. Very free. She goes, oh, Sam, uh, no, no. He goes, not for romance. Uh, not that it wouldn't be for romance. Uh, it's we're trying to deal with this thing downstairs. Uh, and she goes, thank you. And he goes, yeah. Um, he goes, we all got to be there. It's a team. Uh, he says, uh, and he also points out one thing. He goes, oh, I like how some people can become famous and change the world for what they do instead of who they are. But this is your team, Miss Welton, uh, so you have to be there, please. Think about it. And she goes, okay, well, he says, thank you. See you tonight. Uh, see ya. So she's being asked to be a part of, kind of. And then they go to the locker room. Ted makes a little speech. Uh, nothing lasts forever except for the wit and wisdom of Kelvin Hobbs. Uh, we see a scan of a lot of different players and uh, people. Roy goes first with Blanket or Blanky. Never left London before. And, you know, drove me there. I was freezing. I was afraid. Because I was nine, by the way. Uh, I got there. He gave me this old blanket to keep me warm, remind me of home. And that was the last time I saw him. Uh, that's why blanky means so much to me. Did you say blanky? No, I said blanket. Conversation over. Sam, go. Sam shows the 1994 Nigerian World Cup team. I still intend to make that team. Sand from a beach in St. Bart's. First beach where I ever kissed a supermodel. Rebecca's like, you got to be kidding me. Colin says, it's true because it happened, man. Clive Owens sunglasses. Uh, throw them in, Nate. Uh, can't do it. Throw them in. Today's newspaper. And I'm trying not to care about it. Uh, Cindy Crawford's uh, 20-year companion, cat collar. Isaac's pen. It's the only pen he can write his name with. It's like a flashing emoji pen, action figure, boxing gloves, goalie gloves. Uh, I can't see a lot of the other stuff. Uh, fuzzy dice, Lamborghini keys. Hopefully he's got two sets of keys. Jamie wants to go. He's got his football boots. And uh, these aren't my first boots or anything. My mom gave them to me. She's the one who got me into football. You know, her and my dad get split up. Uh, people are kind of moving a little bit uncomfortably. She didn't even care if I was good. She just wanted me, me to be happy. But then my old man showed up as soon as I started being good, bragging to my mates, but calling me soft if I didn't dominate, you know. And I didn't like that one bit. And I made a vow to be so tough, you could never call me soft again. And people kind of relate. I uh, forgot about making her proud. Don't think she would be lately. Tosses him in there. Everybody moves around. Okay. All right, let's get rid of this stuff. Uh, let's do that outside, actually, maybe. That's Beard's idea. Good call, Beard. Okay, let's bring it outside. They have a little bonfire. And uh, Eagles landed. Higgins says uh, they bring Danny Rojas out. Uh, he's back to 100%. Uh, this is Ted's dramatic thing. Oh, Casper, speak to us. Uh, Danny, Danny Rojas. Uh, 
everybody's happy to see him. This mezcal I brought. Uh, let's drink it first. So uh, let's do, you know, empty bottle for Casper. All right, amigos, let's do it. Uh, Team United, Ted says. Uh, Rebecca says, well, I never pegged you as a gambler. Uh, no, I knew Danny was okay. This was just uh, Higgins' kind of idea. The Danny part. Uh, don't say, Higgins, huh? Putting the team first, eh? Oh, boy. What do you say, boss? Why don't you go over by the fire? She goes, I'll respectfully pass. Uh, Higgins, you coming? He looks to Rebecca. She says, off you go. She does not look at him, though. She's glaring. And again, it could have been so easy to just make Rebecca one note character, but she's already just in this episode had multiple notes. Uh, and Ted, too. And, and, uh, but she drops her jacket, marches into work. Uh, they're singing about Richmond. Jamie's kind of leading it, uh, which again adds this last uh, thing. Ted's walking to work, uh, smiling, sees somebody on a scooter. Goes into the locker room. Everybody's dancing and playing catch and stuff. Uh, and uh, good morning, honey bunch. You hear that buzz out there? I love it. Uh, how you doing? There's just a glare from Beard. You got rid of Jamie. Man City recalled him. I just got through to him. You saw that, Ted says Rebecca. We had two aces. Uh, thought that's what you wanted. You were wrong. Sorry for my tone. So I'm trying to be cool, Ted says, but I'm seeing red. Perhaps you leave before you say something you forget. No, here's your biscuits. I uh, hope they're not good, but they're probably the best batch. I cracked the recipe. Rebecca looks down at the biscuits. Quiet moment in the office. And that's when, and again, I get choked up. Danny says, Coach, football is life. And Ted nods. Danny smiles. And another episode of Lasso comes to a close uh, after Ted goes to Jamie's jersey. Tarts, number nine, pulls it down, walks off. Everybody watches, uh, goes into his office. That's the end of the episode, but let's look up a couple more things. We got a few more minutes here together. We might as well spend them together, huh? Okay, let's see if we can understand what loans are. According to Wikipedia, a loan in sorts involves a player being able to temporarily play for another club than the one to which they are currently contracted. Loan deals may last a few weeks to a full season, sometimes multiple seasons. A loan can be arranged by the parent club as well as asking them to play a percentage of the wages. So you're, this is interesting. I'd like to see more, but this isn't enough, though. Okay, association football. Uh, players may be loaned out to other clubs for several reasons, like uh, a young prospect uh, to a lower league to gain experience on the first team, and the parent club may even pay the players' wages in full or part. So maybe this is what's happening with Jamie, and why they would call him back is if he's not playing. Uh, some clubs put a formal arrangement in place with a feeder club for this purchase pur- purpose, like Manchester United and Royal Antwerp or Arsenal and. Beveren, Chelsea, and Vitasse, and other leagues such as Series Series A. Uh, smaller clubs have uh, so in in other areas it's like a bit like a baseball or now the G League uh, at the NBA, where the minor leagues are actually associated with a team, a farm club they call it. 
a club may take a player on loan if they're short on transfer funds but can still pay wages uh, or cover for injuries or suspensions. The parent club may demand a fee or that loaning the club pays some or all of the wages during the loan. A club might seek out a loan to loan out a squad player to make uh, to save on wages or a first-team player to regain fitness uh, following an injury. A loan may be made to get around a transfer window. Such a loan might include a fee for a permanent transfer when the transfer window opens. Some players are loaned because they're unhappy or in disputes. Uh, no other club wishes to get them permanently. In the Premier League, players on loan are not permitted to play against the team which holds their registration. Loanees are, however, allowed to play against uh, the original clubs in cup competitions. Uh, so that's a little bit about loans. What else do we need to look up? Uh, oh, 1994 Nigerian World Cup team. Wasn't the only person to Google it. Uh, let's see. In the round of 16, let's see. So they're in Group D. They played Bulgaria. They won 3-0. Then they played Argentina. They only lost 2-0, which is really good. Uh, and then they played Greece. They won 2 0. So that means they definitely qualified, depending on Argentina. I would guess that Argentina won and Nigeria came in second. Then they played Italy in the uh, round of 16. What year is this World Cup? Uh, and uh, they lost to Italy. But I think Italy, it looks like there's a red cup or red thing. Uh, 94, is that one? So then 2000 would have been the next, oh no, 98. I guess that makes sense. Uh, 94 World Cup, uh, was that in the U.S.? 1994 World Cup. Yeah, it was in the U.S. Uh, that group, yeah, Group D. Bulgaria finished second and Argentina qualified. No, Nigeria won the group on goal difference. Argenti Argentina came in third. Wow, Bulgaria finished second. That's a huge upset. It was the end of Diego Maradona's uh, international career. Okay, so I kind of remember this because it was like a little bit of a big deal. So uh, this is a pretty big, I mean, that's huge. Uh, uh, let's see, they had a zero, zero, let's see, Nigerian National Football Team, Nigerian Football Federation, um, FIFA ranking currently is 30th, uh, they've been, they were 5th in April 1994, history, let's get to this 1996 one. Uh, African Cup of Nations in 92 and 94, third in 92, and they won the uh, World Africa Cup of Nations in 1994. Reached the World Cup for the first time in 1994 after years of struggling to get there. They topped their group. I mean, that's a big deal. Argentina, Bulgaria, and Greece. Uh, and they defeated Bulgaria, the second-place team, by 3-0. 
Lost Argentina 1-2 and reached the second round after a 2-0 victory over Greece. And uh, they were even in the lead against uh, Italy. Uh, but uh, they were in two minutes of qualifying. Uh, then uh, there was a goal, went to extra time. Baggio scored twice, uh, once during the game, and uh, once there. And in 1996, the team withdrew from the tournament under pressure from the country's uh, dictator due to criticism uh, received from the tournament host South Africa, Nelson Mandela. In 98, they returned to the World Cup. Uh, most of 94 squad. Wait, how's in 96? They must have, I don't know. So, oh, wait, did I say in 94, 98 would have been the next one. So anyway, that's a little bit about the uh, Nigerian World Cup team. And yeah, I think that's everything uh, for tonight. Good night, everybody. And uh, I'll see you in the next learning and lolling with Lasso.